It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. Just hit the baseball. I am I'm telling you what. <sighs> anyway. Welcome inside the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the Thursday episode of the Locked On Reds podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how much hitting the Reds were doing. I know, it's probably not going to take that long, but we're going to talk about the last two games against the Dodgers, and we're going to preview the series against the Padres, but before we do that, make sure you hit that button that says subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya, the new podcasting app, and also check us out on social media at Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, also Go over to LockedOnReds.com. Got a lot of content up there. Just a brand new article by Dave Pemberton. Kind of talking about what's going on and how the Reds can fix it. (sighs) Because they need to. Anyway, let's get to it. Let's talk about these last two games. And, uh, well, they played them. They pitched the ball pretty decently. I mean, Luis Castillo in the first game kind of struggled through a start, but he didn't give up that many runs. The second game, Tyler Malley, he gave up about four, but still not that bad of a start. I mean, he he struggled through a lot of it, but we knew that was coming. Both Castillo and Malley had been pitching lights out to start the season and when you take that west coast road trip a lot of things get tested and the reds surely were tested on this road trip and it's still not over yet they've got four games in san diego but dodger stadium was none too kind to them as they got swept by the dodgers they fell to the men in blue on Wednesday as well. They lost Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, the final ended up being 6-1. to one. And then today, the final was 3-2. to two. And honestly, if you've watched the amount of Reds baseball that I have this season, it didn't even feel that close. I mean, when the opposing team goes up by three runs and you're looking at the television, you know, in this case because they're in Los Angeles and I don't live in Los Angeles, you think to yourself, man, how on earth is this lineup going to score three runs? If I'd have told you that back in February when all of this was getting put together, you'd have laughed at me. You'd have said, if the pitching staff is giving up three runs a game... This team might only lose one or two in their first, you know, what's this, 19 games now? First 19 games? But no. First 17. I can't count. But no. 
they cannot score. They have a historically, at least to this point, and I know, small sample size, this and that and the other, it's early. I'm one of those people that's saying it's early, but I've also got this other voice in my head that is screaming at the TV for someone to get a hit. I mean, if you'd have told me that the Reds held the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine to three hits and the Dodgers committed two errors, I'd say for sure the Reds came out of there with a win. With the lineup that they've got. And they're batting Joey Votto leadoff, which I think is a brilliant idea, by the way. And ironically enough, probably as far as the nation of baseball Twitter is concerned, the biggest event that happened in the Reds-Dodgers game on Wednesday afternoon was that Joey Votto popped out the first base. And the reason, and it sounds funny to us Reds fans because, you know, as far as an at-bat goes, that sucks. But that's the first time Joey's ever done that in his major league career. The first time. He didn't just start playing last year. He's been playing for a little while. I think I saw the stat. It's like 6,200-something at-bats before he popped out to the first baseman. And it was in foul territory, too. So, that you know, it's just... <laughs> It's a microcosm for what this team is doing. I saw that now after Wednesday afternoon's game, as a team, the Reds are hitting 200 and even 200, one for five, as in they're not doing anything at the plate. That's the lowest average that they've had in this amount of games to start a season, lowest amount of lowest batting average in the first 17 games of the season since 1908. Raise your hand if you remember that. Yeah, put your hand down. But it's just one of those things that, and, and I know we're we're lamenting Zach Duke, and I can talk about Zach Duke, and we're lamenting this and that, and maybe. David Bell's got too quick a hook or this or that or the other. It doesn't matter if you don't hit. If you score two runs a game, you're not going to beat people two to one very often. I mean, we've got a decent pitching staff. You've got to have like the 90, you know, the mid 90s Atlanta Braves pitching staff if you think you're going to score two runs and win a baseball game. It's just not going to happen very often, especially nowadays when you've got guys killing it. Guys like Jock Peterson who just refuses to stop hitting home runs. Or today they had a huge three run home run. The only thing that scored any runs for the Dodgers was a three-run home run by A.J. Pollock in the sixth inning. That's it. Other than that, Sonny Gray held them in check. Sonny Gray pitched a heck of a game. I mean, there was a cut, you know, it was that first at bat in the sixth inning when he walked the catcher, Austin Barnes, on four pitches, which was uncharacteristic because he had not issued a walk to that point, and he'd only issued one hit. And then... It got to the point where he was able to get to two outs, and then Cody Bellinger, who's the hottest hitter in the major leagues right now, came to the plate, and they smartly decided to intentionally walk him. So you got runners on first and second with two outs, and you've got A.J. Pollock up. A.J. Pollock hadn't really done much this series, so it was a smart strategic decision to pitch to A.J. Pollock instead of Cody Bellinger. It just so happened that Sonny Gray served up a beach ball that A.J. Pollock put into the stands. But that's it. That was the only thing. The bullpen shut the door, kept them scoreless. But the bats couldn't do 
a thing. It was just really frustrating to watch. <sighs> All right, we're going to talk about the Padres series in just a moment. Make sure, though, that you remember you can access the Locked On Reds podcast and really any Locked On podcast that you want to listen to via your smart device's voice activation function. Simply activate it by saying, hey, smart device, play podcast Locked On Reds. And it'll pull right up. It's funny because I saw that someone said that they tried that and it pulled up the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Make sure you enunciate the Reds part. The uh, voice activation function likes to mess around with its uh, selective hearing. So definitely make sure you say play podcast Locked On Reds. And it'll pull right up. Let's talk a minute about BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has an introductory offer for the Locked On Reds listeners. You just go to BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, and enter promo code MLB for a free introductory offer. You just pay $5 in shipping, and it gets sent straight to your door. What BlueChew is, is a generic form of Viagra. It has the same, you know, the same uh, active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, and it's in a chewable form, so it works faster. It's the kind of thing that if you want a performance boost in the bedroom, it's going to get you what you want in a quick way. That's bluechew.com. Enter promo code MLB for a free introductory offer. Bluechew.com is a sponsor of the Locked On Reds podcast, and we thank them for sponsoring today's episode. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Thursday. Just a heads up, tomorrow on the Phone It In Friday episode of the Locked On Reds podcast, we have Chad Dotson Skyping in. I about said calling in. He's not calling. Yeah, he's not in studio, but he's on Skype talking about the Reds. We had a really good chat, kind of looked at some of the more frustrating issues so far this year, looked at some of the cool stuff. And also had a few bold predictions for the rest of the season. You'll make sure to check that out tomorrow. But as for the remainder of today's podcast, let's take a look at the Padres series. Where they will have four games at Petco Park. Thursday and Friday night's games are going to be late night affairs again. Hashtag late night reds as they both start at 10.10 p.m. Saturday night's game, sorry, will start at 8.40 and Sunday is a 4.10 game. The first pitching matchup on Thursday will be Tanner Rourke toeing the mound against Chris Paddock. Paddock is the only right-handed starter that the Reds will face against the Padres. In fact, it was remarked a, you know, a little bit ago how the Reds faced a lack of left-handed starting pitchers to start the year. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all three starting pitchers for the Padres are left-handed. It starts with Matt Strom on Friday, who will go up against Anthony DiSclefani who is looking for a bounce back. He's had a rough start to the season. He will look to get back on track Friday night. However, he's got a tough task. The Padres are right up there with the Dodgers in the early going for the NL West. Then Saturday, the probable starters are the wonderful Luis Castillo, 
going up against Eric Lauer, like I mentioned, another left-handed pitcher for the Padres. And on Sunday at 4:10, Tyler Malley will look to, you know, regain his composure after his struggle of a start against the Dodgers last night, Tuesday night. I'm recording this Wednesday night, but Tyler Malley will pitch against Joey Lucchese. Lucchese is a left-hander for the Padres. He's two and two with a 5.06. ERA and really ERAs at this point in the season I kind of take with a grain of salt because they haven't had that much innings to work on it but it'll be interesting to see how the Reds played out because the last time they pitch you know the last time the opposing pitcher Kershaw was a lefty David Bell stacked the lineup with right-handed hitters and Kurt Casale led off. He was the first Reds catcher to lead off in something like 100,000 years. So that was pretty cool. We'll see if he plays that again and how that plays out. And as I mentioned, the Padres are right there on top of the NL West with the Dodgers. And really, in a lot of ways, the Padres were kind of a carbon copy of the Reds over the offseason. They were a team that's been floundering as of late these last couple of years. And they went big. They went for Manny Machado. They had Fernando Tatis Jr. coming up from their minor league farm system, their best prospect. And they decided to play him on opening day, which is a novel concept. I wonder what that's like as we still wait on Nixon's out to come up from AAA. But they have gone for it, and I think it's paying off a little bit. They still have some pitching issues. We'll, we'll see how their pitching staff plays out throughout the year. But they've been hitting the cover off the ball. They are the antithesis of the Reds right now in that they just can't stop scoring. It, it's been a phenomenal start to the season for their lineup. So we'll see if the Reds pitchers can kind of cool them off a little bit in their home park of Petco Park, a place I got to visit last year. It was a pretty nice little baseball stadium there. Really good tacos. Love their deal on Taco Tuesday, which, you know, sucks for any Reds fan that's going to make the trek over to see them play the Padres in San Diego. You won't get to see them play on Tuesday because they have a legitimate Taco Tuesday deal. And I ate my weight in tacos that day. But anyway, the Reds will face the Padres for four games, and hopefully they'll get off this current rut that they're in. They now sit at 5-12, and 12, seven games under five hundred. And, and, and it feels like some folks think the sky is falling. I still don't think it's time to panic. I'm frustrated with you. I mean, I understand that, but I'm not panicking just yet. However, if this team doesn't start hitting and hitting in a hurry, we might be hitting the panic button sooner rather than later. That's it for the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. As I mentioned, tomorrow we've got Chad Dotson on the show for a great conversation. Definitely check that out on all your major podcasting apps like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the brand new app, Himalaya. If you haven't already, download Himalaya. Check it out. It's going to take the podcast that you listen to and create playlists based on your listening tastes. It's got a great user interface, totally worth the download. Also, check us out on social media at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. And then head on over to LockedOnReds.com to see all of the great content that our team of writers is putting up on the blog. 
Until tomorrow, this is Jeff Carr from Locked On Reds saying, Go Reds. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.